Hi everybody, this is Tracy G, and you're listening to Focus on Metal. Hey, Metalhead, Scott Thompson here, welcoming you to episode 284 of Focus on Metal. Before we dive into this week's show, just want to uh, throw out a couple of quick reminders to everybody out there. First up is Inside Metal, the L.A. metal scene explodes. That sucker, at least part one of it, is going to drop on June 10th, followed by Inside Metal, the L.A. metal scene explodes part two. That one will drop on August 12th. Why am I telling you this? Because this is an awesome, awesome documentary series put together by uh, one of our friends of the show. In fact, not just a friend of the show, but even kind of an inspiration behind a lot of what we do here on the show. Of course, I'm talking about Bob Nalbandian. We've had him on plenty of times, and we had him on talking about the uh, first part of his L.A. Metal Trilogy. Hoping to have him back to talk about this second part as well. Of course, the first part focused on all of the, uh, the stuff that happened in the 70s leading up to the 80s, and then part two, which is the one that drops in June and August. Those two DVDs focus in on the L.A. Metal scene part that everybody seems to know about and the third part that'll be following behind that i'm not sure when we'll uh, if we talk to bob we'll get that at least somewhat nailed down is the la thrash scene so good stuff there by bob and everybody over at metal rock films and you want to go ahead and make sure you pre-order yourselves copies of those dvds you can do that up at amazon.com and i'm sure there's lots of other places you can get it as well and since we just talked about Bob Nalbandon, I also want to remind everybody that Focus on Metal is a part of the Blast Syndicate. That's right, BlastSyndicate.com. Go up there and get blasted. Of course, what that is, is kind of a loose uh, association of a whole bunch of shows, including Bob Nalbandian shows, but also Iron City Rocks and Mars Attacks and Wiki Metal and Neckbreaker and MSR Cast. Let's see, who else did I forget there? This, oh, yeah, that's right. This Metal Geeks and uh, Radioactive Metal. Duh, how can I forget Radioactive Metal? So a lot of great shows all tied into the Blast Syndicate. As I said, go up to BlastSyndicate.com and you can find all of those shows there. All right, so no track of the week this week. Why? Because we have got an insanely long interview with one of our favorite guests once again right here on Focus Metal. I'm talking about Tracy G. Of course, Tracy G came into our Focus on Metal lives while we were doing the big long project on Strange Highways. And since then, we can definitely say that Tracy has become a friend of the show. We've had him on a few times since then. It's always great to have him on and uh, this week is no exception. Had Tracy back on to talk about the Tracy G Group's latest release called Tramp. We promise we are going to play you some samples off of that killer release here on the show this week. And if you want to pick up a copy for yourself, you can go to TracyG.com. In fact, I would highly recommend when you go up to pick up Tramp, you also pick yourself up a copy of this device as well. That's the release you put out before this. It's another killer release full of great Tracy G Group tracks. So as I said in the beginning, we have a lot to talk about this week with Tracy G. Tons and tons of stuff. Tracy's definitely a talker, which is great because it makes editing for me a hell of a lot easier. And he definitely has some really cool stories to tell as well. Not only about stuff with the Tracy G Group, but also going back and talking about... Uh, 
things with Ronnie, and uh, we also even get into a little bit with Angry Machines. Of course, this is an anniversary year for Angry Machines, so of course, why not talk to Tracy about that as well? So some great Angry Machines talk on here as well. So again, lots of stuff this week, so why don't I shut the hell up and get right into our talk with Tracy G. Hello. Tracy. Yes. How we doing? Richie here from Focus on Metal. Hey, Richie. How you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. Are you okay to do the interview now? Sure. Yeah, excellent. Um, I'm here again with my co-host, Scott. Hey, Tracy. Damn glad to be talking to you again, man. Hey, Scott. Good to hear your voice. I still had your... Uh, I guess I still had your you guys' phone number in my phone, because when you just called it, it came up with your phone number. I didn't, I didn't know I still had it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we still had you as too. We knew we'd be talking to you again. Oh, sweet. How are you guys doing over there? Great. Doing great. And... Uh, uh, tell you even better with this freaking amazing album you put out too uh, just unbelievable oh, stuff man thanks what, tell me again are you guys calling from um where are you calling from just outside of boston oh boston okay i don't know i was thinking i was like new york or something like yeah, close enough <laughs> yeah, I, hear, away. <laughs> I hear that accent i can hear the accent a little bit yeah <laughs> not not my accent tracy <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm I'm further over. I'm the next parish over from New York. If you yeah. keep if you keep going over you, the ocean, you got, <laughs> you got the well, you got the, like the Irish accent, right? Oh yeah, I'm from Ireland, 100. percent Scotland or Ireland or not? Oh, I'm, I'm Irish. Yeah. Irish. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Okay. Yeah. So, like, just before we get into it, Tracy, we we want to talk. Just to let you know, what we want to talk about. We want to talk, obviously, about the new album. We want to talk a little bit about uh, the live at Hammersmith, the DVD that came out uh, with the Strange Highways tour, and then I want to yeah. get into I want to get in a little bit with uh, about Angry Machines. That's twenty years okay. old. That's twenty years old this year. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know. We're all getting yeah. old. <laughs> I know. I mean, you know, people like to, sometimes they want to ask about like things with Angry Machine, uh, Machines or Strange Highways, and I'm like, well, wait a second, wait a second, let me let me. Let me fix my memory break. You know, I'm like, I'm trying to remember stuff, you know, it's like, it's uh, getting far away there. <laughs> so Tracy, obviously the first thing that came out since we last talked to you was uh, the Live at Hammersmith, uh, the DVD and, and the CD. Uh, did you know that that concert was recorded? Um, yeah, I, I, I knew, I knew it was recorded and again, we're talking 93 now, so, um, I was so shocked when I saw it. I was like, "Oh my god!" I like, "Wow!" Because I couldn't. But but if you but if I think about it, like going back when I was there, um, good as I can remember my memory, big yes, there was cameras there. There was cameras following us around. Um, we shot two or three videos before they let the people. What, what most people don't know is is. Be, for that gig, before they let the people in, we, we, we went on the stage and did like, you know, two or three, I think it was, I, you know, I'm, I'm not sure. I think it was Hollywood Black, uh, maybe Evolution, uh, maybe Jesus Mary. I, I can't remember, but we, we shot like two or three videos up on that stage that would be kind of like a, for an MTV kind of vibe, you know, where we just kind of lip synced mm. and, and, you know, did the did the video thing. Um, those never, I've never seen those. Yeah. Those, those are somewhere, th those ones we shot those. And I, of course I was aware of that, but the whole gig, the whole show 
I knew it was being, we all knew it was being, you know, filmed and uh, some backstage stuff because, and then, you know, we see the camera guy around here and there and cracking jokes with him and stuff. So I, we did know it, yeah. yeah. I did know it. Yeah, I mean, it is a cool DVD. It was, it was like finally something that was really good quality that's got you on it as well. Uh, definitely was something that uh, I was, it was great to see. Yeah, thanks. I, I, I thought the same thing. Uh, of course, you know, it was, it was 93 and it wasn't until a year or so, whenever that is it, that they released that. And, um, I was shocked when I got a call from those people saying they were going to release it. Could they interview me a little bit for some of the liner notes? And I was like, well, sure. You know, and, and uh, I was just kind of shocked that all of a sudden, boom. And then when it came out, I was, I was, I really thought it, I really, I really think it looks good. I, I think it sounds good. Um, I think it was done good. I, I was just blown away because it, and it gave me such a weird, weird feeling because I, I, I guess, you know, Ronnie's not here no more. And, and that was 93. And I, it's, it's almost like a time in your life. You, you didn't forget about it, but you know, it's so it's, it's 20 years later now. It's like, Oh my God, you know, and it was nothing but good, good, amazing feelings. And when I would see myself and it's like looking at another guy almost cause it's 20 years later and I'm looking at everybody and I'm, I've seen the, the expressions on my face that I knew I, I, I could tell how I felt, you know, and how I felt about the situation and how I felt about the band and how I felt about the music. And it was just nothing but positive. It was just a, a really kind of, I don't want to say emotional, but it was whatever, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. I get it. I watched some of my band's videos from back then too. And, and it's, it is, it's like, wow, is that like the same dude up there? This is kind of, it's kind of weird to watch. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's time is a trip, you know, and time, you know, the clock keeps, no matter what we do and what we go through and who we meet and where we go, the clock keeps going, the clock keeps going, the clock keeps going. And that's all cool and stuff. But then I mean, something like that, that's just like, okay. And then 20 years later here, check this out. It was done so professionally, I thought. And, yeah. and, um, and, and, and it, and it, it, it just, it captured, I thought it captured what was going on right then at that time. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, it's a beautiful thing. I mean, I don't want to get too too emotional with it, but you know, it yeah. was great. I yeah. thought it was great. And, yeah. you know, and I'm not trying to trying to brag or nothing. I just I just real proud of it, you know. Yeah. yeah. No. I mean I'm real proud of it, everything I did while I was with Ronnie, you know, personally and to see it part of the moment, one of the moments captured like that, it was like, wow. You know. Yeah, no, no. People would have been at, probably asking you over the years that there was nothing official out there. Um, were you telling people that? Oh, yeah, we recorded this concert and it hasn't been released yet. Um, maybe, maybe if I remembered about it, you know, like I might have, because sometimes people would inquire about videos and stuff. And there's all, so I would remember that and I would tell them, yeah, like I just told you guys, there was two or three songs shot. Um, that were, you know, that's a, obviously we're not lip syncing. That's a real concert, obviously, but, but, um, the videos for the TV, you know, MTV at the time or whatever, there was a couple shot then and I would remind him of that. And, and there was also a full one shot of a song called Hunter of the Heart. Um, that came for Angry Machines and that was in Germany and that was a full like MTV video shot with, cause I remember there was a lot of you know camera shots and, we shot it before the gig and that's never been seen 
Well, I've never seen it. That that too. Okay. You know? I mean, I just think about things that happened with me in the band when I was in the band. I can't speak for any other time, obviously, but just the six years I did, you know, I do, I have re- reminded people, yeah, well, we did this and we did that, but I'd never seen those. And then all of a sudden, here comes the, the Hammersmith gig, you know, I mean, wow. Cool. Yeah, because we, we spoke to Jeff Pilson recently and he didn't even realize it was out. And we also spoke, when we did the Strange Highways project, we, uh, we sp- spoke to Mike Tramp from who was on Freakin' Nature, and he 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 was like, "Wow, did they actually film that gig?" He was like, he was hoping to actually see something. I think of his band back then, right? Because those guys, um, Mike, and those guys are super awesome guys and super group. And there was on again, they were they were on most of our gigs, if not all of them, on the that tour, the very first tour, and a. Got to know Jerry Best. That's where I met Jerry Best, and you know, as he ended up doing some stuff with us later. But yeah, that was a, those guys are all super guys, man. They were cool guys, and it was just a good. Everything was cool, you know. It was like yeah. good vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. The main reason we're talking tonight is, of course, the brand new Tour de Force you just put out. Thirteen songs of just insane, intense, good stuff, and that, of course, is Tramp by the Tracy G Group.
I got to tell you that if the cover doesn't get you, then the 13 tracks within are definitely going to get you, man. It's pretty funny. Thanks. Um, well, first, first of all, just, you know, the first thing I got to say is, is thanks for even wanting to ask me about it and thanks for listening to it. And it sounds like you guys are digging it. And, and you know, it's such huge to me, man, because let's face it, you know, in these days, a lot of people just don't give a shit, you know, mm. to, be, to be completely honest. A lot of people are just busy listening to other stuff or whatever. And I'll independent. I put it out myself. I don't have a bunch of management and uh, labels and I don't have all that stuff. Uh, I, I'm, I, I look forward. I keep my eyes open, but I'm just not into kissing ass. I'm sorry. You know, and so, so I, I end up, you know, I mean, it's fine if you want to, if you want to be kind of like I am, I'm kind of stubborn and I'm kind of like, I don't want to kiss a lot of ass and play the game that you have to play. It's fine to be that way, but then you got to realize if you're going to be like that, you, you might be left out on the cold a little bit, you know, when it comes to the business. So my point is to find people like yourselves that are just true, true music, you know, music guys and you listen and you get it and you're, you're excited about it. And, you know, it's just, it's just, uh, it's a big deal to me. So I just wanted to thank you guys for even listening, paying attention to this thing I make basically out of my garage, you know? Yeah. One thing I really liked about it is that you get to see a lot of facets of what you do all in one album, you know, between the heavy songs and the instrumentals. And that's my favorite part of it is just all the different stuff that you play and the different way you do it. It's just amazing. I try. I, I, I definitely, thanks, man. I try to, not be, oh man, you know, it's, it's difficult. I try to, I got a good, really, really good band that, that helps. I got a really good band now. And so it, it always is an instrumental thing. Kind of, it always was an instrumental project for me first. I've had the Tracy G group off and on since like 88, like 88. I had, I've had something I called the Tracy G group and I bounced it around with like, I always had, I always had other groups too. Right. But the Tracy group was always kind of just like a jam band and a, a something where Tracy would just fucking do whatever he wants and just play whatever he wants, right? And then literally, I mean, just like whatever and just even no vocals, just, you know, Hendrix and just redo covers and just go crazy and just like a, like a kid's band. That's what it always was to me. And at this age and at this time now, in the last few years, I just decided to make it my 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 main band, mm. and so I added a singer in there for some songs. But I still like to throw a couple instrumentals in because because I'm trying to I'm trying to play everything that I everything that I think I have in me. I'm trying to give people and myself a taste of of it all, not just not just metal every second. Like I love the heaviest of the heaviest metal, but then me, myself in the rain is like this pretty thing, you know what I mean? So I love, I love, you know, I love all that, that different, you know, um, mixture up. So, uh, yeah. So yeah, Tracy, where where did you find Michael Beatty? The guy's a monster singer. Uh, Michael Beatty. Beatty. Where did you find him? You know, that that's another you know it's 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 just life is trippy you know you guys are musicians slash fans i think right you guys play don't you i don't play he does yeah, scott do, does yeah <laughs> okay well you know you, you know what i mean i think you're gonna know what i mean when it when it comes to putting a band together and finding musicians it's not that easy 
to find the ones that work with you oh, good, yeah. let alone, let alone a singer. That's, that's just tough. Yep. And I say that to you guys because I know people out there that don't play in bands, they might have heard that, but they, I don't think they know how hard that is to find a workable person who, his attitude, you know, you can talk with a guy and you can work with the guy and then he, he can sing. Too. It's tough, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, yeah. And sometimes you don't find out till you get in that certain situation, too. I remember being in a band. We thought we had, like, the guy. Got along great, you know, could hang out, yeah. everything else, till we get to the first gig with him. And yeah, he just, he couldn't sing in front of people. It was like, what the hell? Things happen. <laughs> Things happen. It's a different... I'm try- I've been trying to understand it. I-, I guess singing isn't like playing bass or playing guitar or playing drums. Obviously, it's you know it's different. And and the instrument we hold we hold the instrument. You know, I hold the guitar and I play it, and he holds a drumstick and he plays his drum, whatever. And a singer, they are the instrument. That, that voice comes out of there. You know, their throat or their what. You know, it's it's a different thing. It's a different thing. So you're asking me, where did I find him? I've known, I've known Mike for like <clears throat> probably since 85. And see, we met in the church and he played, he played piano, uh, morning service, you know, like just complete mellow, mellow guy. Right. And uh, I was in a sort of, I was in some rock band or something and somebody, you know, introduced us to get us. And then, we just became friends, and, I, and I'm his friend, and I'm his buddy, but more than that, I think our relationship is because of the music, uh, you know, and I just mean that because I think that's the truth. It doesn't mean I'm not his buddy. I am his buddy, but we've always been had this excitement and passion to play, to play music, whether it's like to mix his soft kind of vibe into my craziness, we would mix it, see, and I would... I would sit up there behind him in church and play, try to back him up and stay out of the way, but still throw my Tracy G crap in there. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's basically it's 85 or something, right? That's how it started. And through all this time up until, you know, a year or so ago, I've played with him off and on, whether it's coffee shops or, we go to Hawaii and play churches or coffee shops or just wherever, kind of like more of the mellow stuff. Cause that's what he, that's what he does. And I love to play anything. So I would kind of just be behind him trying to back him up and stay out of the way. But yeah, he, he, he likes the way I play and I, what he does, I like what he does, but he's a full musician, meaning he plays guitar you know, he plays acoustic guitar really good. He plays piano really good, and he sings really good. So he's more of like a—he's not just a singer. See, like here we go again. Where did I find that singer? He's not just a stand-up singer guy. He's a musician, if that makes sense. You know, mm-hmm. uh, he's a more rounded musician. So he could pick up his acoustic guitar, and then we could just start to jam like a couple of kids. You know, and then he—and then he could sing. So we just did duet things, or me and him, me and him, me and him. Throughout all the bands I've ever been in since eighty, um, since you know eighty five, ninety, all through before the World War Three, during the World War Three, before Dio, during Dio, after Dio, doing all my, I've always known him. But he's always every time we've ever done anything, it's like mellow. It's sort of mellow because that's how I associated him. See, because I met him in the most mellow place I could meet him, which is you know in a church. I mean, come on, you know, it just, <laughs> so every time it just, it's kind of funny. Yeah. So every time I wanted like a heavy, 
You're talking huh? about this melody. I'm trying to put it together. You're talking about this melody. Now I can think of is like leech and arrogant prick. Yeah. I know that she's thinking right. the same thing. It's like, you're right. Wow. It's funny. It's, it is because that shit's. I, I've, op- I've, I've, I've opened up a new door for the guy that, that when he's. This guy, Mike Bailey, that's singing the leech. And not only is he singing, he writes. That's yeah. another thing. He's a writer. He writes. So. You know, it just helps, makes my job a lot more easier, if you know what I mean. I just give him these awful riffs and these crazy, and then, you know, but let me tell you where it, where it started with the heavy stuff with him. You know, I had all these years and all these, you know, I recorded all this stuff with all these heavy singers and the Dio and everybody else and all these great heavy singers. And um, I got to the point where a couple, about a year and a half ago, to, you know, I, I wanted to, Oh, I got asked to go to New Zealand with a band hired me to go to New Zealand and play for a week with them. Um, super cool guys. And, uh, um, the Luke Casey, Luke, no, his name's Luke Casey. The name of the band was head Casey, head Casey. And he goes, you know, we love your stuff at strange highways. Would you come, will you come to New Zealand and go on tour with our band for a week? And I'm like, you know, fuck yeah. <laughs> so there I go. Right now, these guys wanted to stick strange highways in the set. And I'm like, yeah, I've never played, any Dio stuff other than in Dio. You know, I never covered it or anything up to that point. So we played Strange Highways in the set in New Zealand, and even if some of the people didn't know what it was, it really got a good response. The song itself, you know, I'm like, and it felt so awesome to play. It brought me back to that time, you know. So I thought, when I come back home, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick this in the band I got now. I didn't have Michael Beatty singing the heavy stuff yet, though. See, so I go, I'm going to have to find a singer. I can fucking sing this shit because I can't go out there and and do deals, you know, some of my old deals stuff without a a capable singer. I mean, no one's gonna no one's gonna do Ronnie, but I mean, he's got to at least be, you know, where I could see Ronnie nodding in his head going, "That's cool," you know. I, <laughs> it has to be, you know. And um, so that's I did that. I came back and uh, taught the band the song and everything, and then uh, I just, you know. Uh, the only heavy thing I'd ever recorded with Mike Beatty up to this point, I think the heaviest thing I recorded with him, because all we did was top 40 up to this point with Mike Beatty. The heaviest thing was like War Pigs by, you know, Ozzy. Okay. And, and, and you know, that's heavy. That's hard rock, but it's not, it's not, it's not a deal. It's not heavy, heavy. You know what I mean? Mm. And he did that really great. He did that really great. And then, so then I thought, well, Mike, I called him one day. I go, would you do you think you could try to do strange highways and he you know he was kind of like oh hell i don't know you know it was fucking ronnie man i, I i'm gonna have to you know yeah, I, I, was, I, Tracy, I, I was gonna i was gonna ask you that what was his initial reaction like because he no it's your song and he's he's singing ronnie's vocals and i'm like oh yeah. jesus yeah he yeah. was scared yeah. he was scared he was, he was intimidated totally he was like you the way you you think he, he'd be because he's you know he's He's just like that. He's 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 got a lot of experience singing, but not not like not that kind of stuff. See, and I've never even recorded him with him or anything playing that type of stuff. Even though I know him since you know eighty five. So here he comes. He comes over and he sings it from the beginning, which is pretty, which is really pretty. I knew he could do the beginning and. But you know the bulk of the song, can he pushes? Can he can he push his voice to make it sound? And he did, and it sounded killer. And I'm like, dude, and, and that just started it. 
Some of my fucking original shit, and goes, "Oh fuck yeah!" So there, there you go. That's what you got. You, you're hearing and seeing, you know, um, Revolution and the Leech, and um, you know that shit on that album, that new album, and and it's the first time he's ever sang anything heavy or even fronted a heavy band like this. So oh. it's brand new for him, but yet I've known him kind of my whole life. So it's it's a good good feeling. It feels right. It feels like it's supposed to be. Um, he's super respectful for, you know, the, the, especially the stuff we do with Ronnie. So we've demoed, we don't sell it or, or nothing. It's, we just demoed it so that we could play it live. We demoed Strange Highways, Pain, and we just demoed Evolution. And those will be the, the three songs we can pull from when I play. And we can do, you know, some people, are you going to do any anything from, D, you know, any, any of your Neo stuff in there? I'm like, yeah, here. And Mike, Mike pulls off pretty fucking good. I mean, you know, he, he does Ronnie good. I mean, no one's going to, nobody's going to sing it like Ronnie do. He's not trying to sing like Ronnie do. He sounds like he does when he sings the Leech or Revolution. He sounds like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, 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 saw, I saw the clip Tracy you put up of Evolution and he fucking nails it.
I yeah. mean, there you go. That, and that just gives me the goosebumps because it, it brings me back to that Hammersmith video. It brings me back to that time when I hear the when I hear the riff when I hear the song, and here comes I I, I kind of get of this trippy feeling. You know, it's it's not bad. It's 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 just cool. It's just it's just great. You know, to be able to play a, a couple of those old songs. Um, live at least uh you know I'm, I'm not re-releasing them on an album or nothing I, they're just to play live you know for to help out the set because i like to do some originals and now i could do a couple of deal songs and then we do i think maybe war pigs and a hendrix song you know we, we like to mix it up in there and play a couple of songs people recognize and all that shit you know yeah, yeah. you know yeah that's all that's i'm so hopefully i answered your question about Mike Beatty, like how I, how I know him. You know? No, that was good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Always, yeah, always yeah. count on you, Tracy, to give us the total complete rundown. So I try, I mean, what, how else, how else would somebody want to talk to somebody? Man? We, you wanna, we like, know whenever we you talk know. to you that you're actually going to talk. Like sometimes you get artists that give you like free word answers, but it's great talking to you because you take us on a journey every time. And that's, it excites me because you want to know, I mean, you know, most, like I told you in the beginning, most people don't want to know They there's not, they don't care. Most people just don't care. They're busy with other stuff. And I could tell you that the music I spent so much time working on, you guys get it. And, and you, you, you take the time to listen to it and you actually like, you know, you're part of it. You, you, you guys have passion for, for listening and playing music, you know, and and that makes me excited. So when you ask, hey man, you know, how did, how did you meet this guy? How I'm not gonna hold back, and it's not that I'm a people person. It's not like I'm Mister Life of the Party or anything. But one on one, you know, talking with someone who cares, well, you know, I could talk forever about it because it's all truth. It's all factual shit, you know. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. you, you got. No, I know you got Ray Luzier on a couple of the tracks on the album as well. Yeah, we got three drummers, three great drummers on this album. I mean, I'm so blessed slash lucky slash whatever you want to call it. I mean, most most guys are lucky to have one great drummer, if you know what I mean. And, and you're only for me, a band's only as good as the fucking drummer. I mean, the drummer just has to be super, super. With me being spoiled 
doing sessions with Mickey D, albums with Vidi Apathy, Mike Tirana, Ray Luzera. I mean, who am I leaving out? I mean, fuck. You know, these guys are big time drummers. Yeah. So yeah. I can't, I, it's hard for me to play my stuff and make it serious without a son of a bitch on the drums. Yeah. So, um, Ray, you know, he's busy, busy guy. You know, he's all over the place with his corn stuff and everything. But, you know, I, back in, um, 2003, four, five, six, you know, I did a bunch of tracks. I did a bunch of tracks with Ray for all kinds of different projects. Well, I just dug back. I just dug down and, you know, three, four of those songs, changed the songs around, wiped out the singing, gave the songs to Mike Beatty and to see what kind of songs Mike Beatty could make up out of these old riffs that I had with Ray um, because the drum tracks are just smoking, see? So that's what I did with like a couple of songs. So I got Ray on there. And then, of course, Patrick Johansson, he did 14 years with fucking Ingve. So I had run into him and he's just a monster drummer. So he took... He was kind of like the guest drummer. He took seven songs, and the drummer we use locally is named Adrian um, Aguilar, and I think he's just like 25 years old, and, and the guy's just like a monster. So I got the, all three of those guys on this album, and, you know, you're, fucking drumming has to be just stupid to me. It has to be just stupid great. Yeah. yeah. I mean, for me to really sink into it, you know, I mean, it, and then, and, a lot of guys play well. A lot of play. A lot of guys play really good. But there's good, and then there's great. You know. Right. I, I mean, the way those guys play. I mean, Adrian's. He's only 25. He pretty much can play anything I throw at him. But I mean, Ray and Patrick have. You know, they're older than him. They have the. They have the years on him, so they're a little bit more experienced. But Adrian's. Adrian's right there. You know, and I'm just real proud to he wants to be part of, you know, playing with us older guys, so to speak, you know? Yeah. yeah no, I, I, that's one thing that really hooked me in, uh, in the erector was first off the, the drum uh, just like knocked my balls off. And, and I was like, me too. it was like, yeah. holy shit. But you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of Vinny, like the drum line on there is like, this is like a Vinny Apice like drum line. And then after <laughs> that, I'm like, I'm really getting into it. And then I'm like, wait a minute, what's going on with the bass here? And this thing almost sounded to me like if you, Vinny, and Rex Brown decided to do a trio, that's the erector. Because <laughs> it, it had yeah. that Rex Brown, Pantera kind of swing going, and then Vinny's uh -huh. power drums, uh -huh. and then you just doing what you do right over on top of it. And uh -huh. as soon as I heard that, I was 100% sold on every other freaking track on there. That thing just Thank nailed it. I'm, no, that's... That's a nice compliment because, you know, Rex and Vinny are, like I say, they're, they're two of the best, you know what I mean? And then, um, so I got that song, though, the Erector actually came from an album I did years ago called Erector Peli. That's the name of the album. And it's got Ray, Ray did that song first. And, and since Ray did it, it was probably eight years ago when Ray did it. I could never find a drummer to fucking do it again. And play. I could never play it at a gig because I couldn't find any drummer to kind of pull it off until I hooked up with Adrian and Adrian pulls it off with play it live. And then of course, Patrick got a hold of it and did his thing on it. I mean, it's a drum fucking song to the max. Oh, man. Yeah. And, uh, and then my bass player, Randy Oviedo, I've had him for a couple of years and he just, to me, to me, he's just plays bass the way a rock bass, the way I need a rock bass player to play, which is kind of just like, I want to say, 
uh, rest in peace, Jimmy Bain, you know, the Jimmy Bain style, mm-hmm. um, bass playing with a, he's just real fucking solid. He's really, really solid. And he, re- he records really good. And he plays live really good. And he's a super guy, Randy. And he just, put, he just, put, he just puts it where it's supposed to be. And with a kind of a how to control busy monster drummer. And then I'm, a, I'm just on the top of it all. Or if there's vocals, you know, we just, it's all about that rhythm, man. That rhythm has to be fucking just thick and big, you know, yeah. that way it's easy for, it's easy for me to do what I do on top of that. Right. And the other, other cool thing on the instrumentals too, that really came through on this, that blew me away. I mean, I, I know you're a great freaking guitar player, but the, you know, everyone always tries to copy like Steve Vai's like shred part, but, but on a lot yeah. of these instrumentals on here, you really nailed that kind of that Steve Vai school of the atmospheric turnaround. It was like, Holy shit. Yeah. I mean, you don't, you don't hear like a lot of people do that every day, but you pulled it off on there like four or five times in this album. And it just, I just was like, ho- I like, I knew Tracy was good, but Holy crap, this is amazing. Well, man, that, I, what can I say dude? That's, that's a huge problem because Steve, I, as, as we know, I like that is, you know, he's, he's in a league all by himself. And for, for me, it's like, uh, I've always liked instrumentals. So of course I like Steve, I, Joe Satriani, mm-hmm. Jeff Beck, you know, all the fucking guys. I, I love that. I love that shit. So when I go to do instrumentals, I, I personally don't think I'm, I'm, I'm anywhere near the guitar player that any of those guys are. So I, I like, but yet I love, I love the, you know, the instrumental vibe where there's really no singing and the, and, and the music just takes you where it takes you. So I like to play around with all my, in, all my influences and I'm influenced by almost everybody. So it's got a little bit of, you know, a little bit of everything in there, plus my sound effects, plus my bullshit, whatever. It's got, you'll see them go all over the place because I like so many different kind of style of guitar guys, you know? Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Because you, you can hear some Hendrix pops up in there and everything too. Yeah, But, but <laughs> cool. the thing is, is, like, yeah. is that you can do it. I mean, a lot of people can write an instrumental and you're like, and, and unless you're a muso, you're kind of like, yeah, but you know, there's very few people that can that can write like an instrumental and hook people in to want to listen to every note of it. You know, and Vi's one and and Satriani's one, but the ones you put on here, they're no bullshitting you, man. They are in the same league. That is stuff that people wow. listen to. Like I was like, holy shit, you could like fit right into like a G three tour or something, and everyone would be into these. Wow, they've just got that melody. It, it speaks to you. Yeah, I try to. I try to put the little, you know, how you, a little, a little bit of a melody thing, and then a little bit of craziness thing in there, and yeah. you know, you just, you just, you know, you try, I try to put the whole thing. It's I don't, I know what I, at least what I, I can't give myself credit for. What I don't try to do is just, I don't try to just show off and just go as fast as I can, and just play all my, all my fast scales and licks just to try to keep up with the fact. I, I don't do that mm-hmm. because I don't, I can, I don't think I can do that. Like that's not. That's not how I play or what I do. I I play off of the feet. I play by feeling. If something make it, if something makes me feel to play fast, I'll play fast. But it make if it makes me feel to hold a note, and it might sound like you know an old Hendrix or Clapton or Jeff Beck. Like that's what I'll do because it's it's all about what the music makes me feel. I'm not. No matter what anybody says, I'm not trying to show off. You no, know, that, that's I'm one thing not. I liked about this, Tracy, is that y'all listen to the whole thing, 
And, you know, you are always such an honest musician. And, and I can say, I, I listened through this and I, you know, I've heard, listened to everything you've ever done. And I'm like, yeah. I'm really glad that there's no like gratuitous, just guitar masturbation on here to like, just cause you can like everything that's on there. When I hear it, I'm like, Tracy's feeling what he's playing. And it, it, it yeah, that's the goal. That's the fucking goal right there. You, you nailed it. That's all. That's all I ask. That's all I want out of it really is someone to actually say that and feel that, that Tracy's playing what he feels. Fuck everything else. That's right. it. That's all it is. Yep. That's all we're trying to do, man. So, but you know what? You said that, and I appreciate that. That makes my whole day. But not that many people say that. Not, not. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if there's people that think that, but they don't say it. But not too many people, you know, interview me or talk to me and actually say, "Dude, you you sound like you're playing what you." Because that's all I ever say to people. What are you doing? I'm just trying to play what I feel. That's all. Hmm. Yeah. Whatever that is, that's that's it. There's nothing special about nothing. It's just I'm just. But but what I'm not trying to do is say, hey, look at me. I'm standing on my head and I'm showing off. Like that's that's not what I'm trying to do. You know? Yeah. 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 So I'm so, glad you. I'm glad you get it, dude. Thank you.
Yeah, so Tracy, when it comes to live shows with the band, are you mostly playing on the West Coast? Well, you know, we're, we're, we're having kind of a slow time trying to do exactly that, but right now we've done a few shows over here. I'm looking for a, kind of a, uh, I guess it's called a, a booking agent to help me book some shows, and uh, I want to get a lot more, um, obviously. Um, I'm not really into this thing they do called you're going to have to pay to play, you know, you, yeah. you, you have to pay a certain amount. That that don't cross me right. And so that leaves me out of the loop a little because 90% of all the cool gigs to get, you have to sell tickets and do that. And I'm like, you know, fuck you. No, I'm I'm not. I want to pay my guys. I don't want to pay you. I don't want to pay the promoter. I want to pay my bass player, my, my drummer and my singer guy, you know, like, I don't, I don't know. So that, again, that kind of sets me like, okay, if I'm going to, be stubborn and stick to my guns, then Tracy, you just sit over there kind of thing. You know, you know, we're, we're trying to get into the risky in the places, the nice places in Hollywood, you know, with the prestigious places and open up for maybe, you know, a bigger band. And, but I don't want to sell tickets. I don't think they, they have so many bands that will sell tickets and they just get shit, shit bands in it. People that just, you know, they've been playing for a fucking one year and they're like, Hey, we're at the whiskey, but you know, whatever. I mean, I'm not worried about it because I believe in my band. I believe in myself. I, I, I believe in this new album. I think it's heavy. It's, it, it, I think it's really got a lot of stuff in it. So I just, I just pray that, you know, it'll, it'll hit somewhere and someone will let me in and either open up or, you know, I know it's, I know it's fucking good. I think it's good, man. So I don't, I don't worry about it, you know, it too much, but I would like to play more. That's the goal right now. Yeah, is to get more gigs. Yeah, yeah, and definitely, I don't blame you with the pay to play. Those are the worst freaking gigs. So you're trying to sell tickets oh, for like a uh, Tuesday night at eight o'clock, and like, who, I you mean, know. you know, it's it's bullshit. Come on, you know, it's not has nothing to do with what I want to do. It's just like that's a part of the business that I'm just like, you know, yeah, I'm not I'm not kind of into that. So yeah. I'm. Just, yeah, I used to we're all asking around, and you know, everyone's helping in the band. Facebook, you know, sending out stuff and, and a singer and Mike and everybody, you know, it, it'll land. It's it's not like I have a, a shit project, you know, or right. a product. I mean, I have, a, I have a, an album. We've only sold a few cop, copies. I don't, I'm not, I'm not ashamed to say that. I know, I know, I know I only sold a few copies, not because it's not good because nobody fucking knows about it. I mean, I know all that, you know, so. Um, it's just, it's just promoting and getting it out there and not all that, all that shit, you know? So, right. yeah. Now, now Tracy, you yeah. didn't, you did mention, uh, a little, little bit ago, uh, Jimmy Bain. I know you, you had a history with him early in your career. Did you keep in touch with him at all after he left for the, the strange highways? Project? Not much. No, not much. I mean, shoot. The last time, the last time I probably ever talked to him, was, you know, when I first joined um, Dio for the Strange Highway Sessions, he was there, I might have, I might have told you this before, he, I saw him the first two, maybe three weeks. He was at practice with me, Ronnie, Vinny, and him, and then that was it, he was gone. And I, I didn't say too much about it, but once you know, once he was gone and Jeff Pilson came in, and of course I of course I, I, I had said, like, well, you know, what's up with what happened to Vinny? I mean, Jimmy, you know, and uh, without getting you know, in their business type of thing, they always just said it was kind of like a money thing. And, and Jimmy, at that time, Jimmy wanted something that he wasn't going to get or whatever. And he was out and that was it. I had never, I haven't, I hadn't talked to him again. 
Yeah. And I, since then, and that was 93, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That was, you know, and I followed, I mean, I could, I would read or hear things that he's doing this with this person. I didn't hear that he did really that much after that until, until the day Ronnie on the phone with me saying, dude, I'm sorry to say, man, we, we, we got to let you go, man. You know, and, you know, we, we need to get a, uh, Craig Goldie and then do like the the stuff we did in the eighties and the new record company wants the original members in the band and all that, you know, when I was being let go and I'm like, I think I already told you guys that story. And then, and then, and then, and then he goes, Ronnie goes, there's one more thing you're going to, you're not going to, you're, you're, you're going to get, you're not going to like me for. I'm like, what's that? He goes, well, I'm going to bring Jimmy back in the band. <laughs> so as I left, Jimmy came in. <laughs> that, exactly that. Yeah. And I'm like, Hey man, I don't dislike you for anything, Ronnie. I said, you know, you, you gotta, people gotta do what they gotta do, you know? And, and, and that's all it was. It was a business thing. And that's what the label was asking for the, the, um, you know, the, the Jimmy's and the Vinnie's and the, anybody they had in the eighties, they were trying to hook up, you know, the original member of Dio, the original members of Dio as much as they could for, to sell more tickets. I mean, I get all that. I fucking understand all that. And yeah. hey, have a good time, rock out. Cool. Go, you know, yeah. I, I, what, what was I going to say doing six years with the world's greatest singer? What was I going to say anything negative about that? I mean, I was lucky and blessed to just have that six years and then when it was time for me to leave, I was just like, hey, man, you ever need anything or whatever? Yeah, you definitely want to, don't want to burn a bridge there, you know? No, no, no. We, we, you know, a lot of people want like to think that we fought or something. We had no bad. No, between me and Ronnie, you know, there was nothing between me and him that was bad. I mean, when we talk, you know, person to person. But again, after that, I never spoke to him either. But that's cool. It was like... I was, I was, it's a business. I was as a guitar player that when I wasn't as a guitar player, I wasn't as in his, in his business. I wasn't in his band, but it doesn't mean that I hated him or he hated me or nothing like that. No. Yeah. People, yeah. people want to make more out of it than it is, of course, you know, but. Right. But yeah. that's last time, Jimmy, the last, to get to your question, yeah, the last time I'd seen Jimmy was like when I was with Ronnie and then, and then that was it. And, <clears throat> Wow. I mean, I think I, I seen him in concert. I went, I went, when, once he, once he got the new lineup, I went ahead and seen him. Somebody had some, some tickets and I went to see him at a, a place over here called Irvine Metals and, um, sat center, center, right in the center, like way in the back. And, you know, I could see like hear everybody and it would, could seats work and, you know, it would, I could hear the whole mix good and everything. And I think Motorhead opened the forum and, I saw him with Jimmy then, but I didn't talk to anybody or anything. I just, you know, went and left, you know, I didn't, right. you know, whatever. There's little kiss and ass going to be coming from over there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, remember, hey, remember me? Give me three tickets. Like, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, one, one cool thing that, that uh, was recently that, that was really, I was like, all right, was uh, that the fact that you popped up in, in Greg Renoff's book there, Van Halen Rising and, and uh, oh, that, was, yeah. that was so cool. And, and the funny thing was, is that, you know, we, I'm reading what you're, what, you know, his interview with you in the book. And I can literally, I'm hearing your voice as I'm reading the words, as we've talked to you enough, but it was, it was just, I was psyched to, uh, to see you in the book. And when I talked to Greg about the book too, he was really surprised. He's like, Oh, you guys know Tracy. It's like, Oh yeah. And, uh, but yeah, yeah it was, it was yeah. cool to make that connection through that book with you. That's nice. That, 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 He's a super guy. I don't know him real well. I just, 
he was pointed towards me through I think uh, Gray White, uh, Mark Kendall, because we kind of grew up we kind of grew up together over here. So when he was seeking all these people to interview uh, a couple three years ago for that book, um, he he called me and said, you know, I'm doing this book, and I just I heard that you know you were around when they were you know and and I they were huge 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 um inspiration to me when i was 16 15 16 years old and i'd go as you probably heard in the book you know i just said everything yeah like you know whatever it was like fucking i could i could talk about that subject literally forever because i remember it like it was yesterday because it was such an impact in on me at that age and everything and seeing that guy play and that band do what they did and you know it was just yeah, the book says it all. So yeah, well, it was cool because you were the, you were like the story arc too, right? Because you know it's it's you in that little club appearance, you know, seeing them at one point, and then at the very end of the book, like one of the last ones, you know, you're at that gig as well, and kind of like your impression there. So it's like this is very cool that it's and I was get to live it through you because obviously here on the East Coast it was you know we weren't really aware of any of that until 78 when, when Van Halen one comes out, we, we yeah. hear this stuff for the first time, yeah. you're, ex- you know, you're the, I'm, so I'm just the guitar player hearing it on a record, you know, but you got to yeah. see it live and it's like, holy shit. Imagine, imagine I, that's beautiful. Imagine though, you, you remember when you heard that fucker for the first time on that record, you, you remember, you probably remember what, what, you remember what it did. You remember your ears went, what the fuck, right? Mm, oh, yeah, well, oh yeah. Imagine, imagine I was 16 saying, these, these people at my, 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 where I live, they said, well, I'm just, I'm just repeating the book stuff here, but <laughs> I just, <laughs> I'm crazy. you gotta see this band. You gotta see this band. And I'm like, I'm 16. I hadn't never been anywhere yet, you know, and, and I, 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 there was a couple of local guitar players that were a big deal to me. They were the best I'd ever seen. So like, I'm not going to see anybody better than, you know, Don Simmons, the local guy over here. He was the king. He was the king. Who's better than him? No one's going to be better than him. You know, I'm 16. I think I, I've seen it all already. Right. So because no, you got to come, you got to come and come to the, you know, um, where the fuck it was, Golden West Ballroom in Norwalk over here. You see this. You got to see these brothers. They're brothers. You just got to see this band. So you heard them. You heard it for the first time on uh, the album, which is was done amazing, produced amazing, produced perfect, fucking perfect. They just, I mean, I could go on and on about that, but, you know, I go to the gig and the first song, that first song they open up with this man on a silver mountain. I'm like, you know, that had just come out. Right. I'm like, what the fuck? You know? Oh my God. You know? So you, you, it just floored me so heavy. I was like, I go home and I quit. Oh, I go home and I practice. And I've been practicing ever since. (laughs) 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 That's the story of my fucking life. I wish I could sit down with Eddie someday and just, Tell him that, you know, just because, because I mean, my God, you know, I could go on and on about that, but I'm glad if you, you know, you read that. I, to be honest with you, I don't even have a copy of the book yet. I've just read, people have sent me pieces. Like I haven't read the book yet. (laughs) I want to, I want to. Yeah. It's tremendous. It's tremendous. Well, I heard good things about it. Yeah. Yeah. So Tracy, I just want to finish off uh, the interview. We talk a little bit about the Angry Machines album. That's uh 
20 years old. Of course, we're, we're, well in, we're well versed now on Strange Highways. So when you went into the studio to record Angry Machines, was it the same setup or you, Jeff, and Vinnie jammed and Ronnie listened? Okay, so the question is when we went into the studio, when we when we were when, writing it, you, when, when we were writing it, or yeah, when we were recording it, when you were writing it, you, when you wrote "Strange Highways," you you all jammed, and then Ronnie'd pick up on an idea and go, "What's that there?" And then you'd make a song out of it. Was it the same setup with Angry Machines? Um, basically, yeah, but basically, no. And I don't know. I know that doesn't make any sense. I'll try to explain it to you. Uh, basically, it was the band playing, and. Um, and so Ronnie said, hey, what's that? You know, okay, that's the same. That's the only thing that's the same, though. Okay, so what's different? Well, the question, what's different about Anger Machine setup than Strange Highways? Yeah. Everything. <laughs> Everything. Everything other than what I just said. Yeah, that's why it's so different. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, everything. And... And you might be thinking, well, okay, what, what's everything? What do you mean? Well, I know we only have so much time, so I'll try to make it quick. Yeah. <laughs> but, I, just, I just got a couple of questions. I don't have that many, Tracy. The, the year was, and some of this stuff's going to maybe sound like, so what? But it, it all matters. Everything I say changes the sound of this record. First of all, the, 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 the year was different. The room, the room was a different place. The, um, the vibe and the feeling was different. The business of the um, DO um, organization was different because he was going through label changes. Mm -hmm. So, so um, everybody's kind of at a, how can I say, at a different place in their life. But most of these points are mainly Ronnie because it's it's Ronnie is the 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 leader. Ronnie's the guy. So whatever's going on with Ronnie is going to reflect down with, you know, whether he likes a riff or not. I mean, you know, so. Everything was different. Um, the members, the members were different. We changed. I think we went through three, two or three bass players. Mm -hmm. We went through once the album was recorded and toured. Simon came in and then he left. That's night and day. That's night. I mean, but um, Simon didn't have anything to do with writing the album. So you're kind of talking about the writing of the album. So I'll try to stay there. But maybe I told you this before, but maybe I didn't. In Strange Highways, each, each song took approximately a week to complete. So we'd be on Monday, we'd be jamming, like today's Monday, we'd be at practice jamming. Hey, what's that? I don't know. So we'd put a little riff together, Roddy would take it home and, you know, try to put some words to it, come back. We had a couple more parts, finished up. By the time Friday came, that song was pretty much ready to go. Mm -hmm. That's pretty much Strange Highways. In the Angry Machines, and I'm not bullshitting, it was a month. Each song didn't didn't go to the next. We didn't say, "Oh, this song's done," until like a month was gone. That's how. That's the fucking difference. Yeah, that must have really pissed you off because, like, you're a, f a big time field player. You must have been must have wrecked your head. He drained. It, it, it wasn't like that was pissed off because number one, I'm playing with Vinny Apice, Ronnie James Dio. He really can never get pissed off, you know. Not not like I shit, I couldn't get pissed off playing with these guys and making music, even if it was ass backwards. You know, I, I couldn't really 
you know, I'm playing with the best. So it's like, hey, whatever. But now that it's 20 years later and you're fucking asking me, I was thinking, what the fuck? Yeah, I was thinking, what? Because I, I can only play so many riffs and give you so many ideas, okay? Mm-hmm. And I play, play after, after a woman idea and a month goes by. When that, when that album was over, I was just drained with creativity and riffs. Because I, I gave every fucking, I dug so deep because I was trying to please the boss, because nothing goes forward until Ronnie goes, yeah, that's cool. If Ronnie, if Ronnie doesn't dig what he's hearing, then nothing moves forward. You'd have to keep playing. You can only jam and be creative for so long, and then you kind of have to just, you know, put it down or something. Creativity is weird. You guys know that. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's, it comes or it goes, or it doesn't come at all, or it goes, yeah. whatever. And usually the spontaneous shit's the best. But when you got... I'm pretty good at spontaneous riffs. I mean, that's Strange Highways is a good example. World War Three is a good example. The riffs are, they speak for themselves. I mean, that's what I do. So when I did Angry Machines, what, I forgot how to make riffs? No. I, I brought in my new guitar with my, my baritone, my low tuning. I thought this would be a, a new, fresh, heavier way for Dio and that didn't work. He didn't dig that. Even though This Is Your Life was written on this guitar, that this new guitar I brought in, it was tuned really low. And that's where that song came from. It's from that guitar because it sounded so, you know, spooky and, 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 and moody and shit. Mm. We, got some, we got something out of here. But um, I'm trying to answer your question. Um, hopefully, I'm, I'm, I'm getting there. I mean, why it was... Um, you know, it wasn't, it was not the same feeling as Strange Highways. And um, it wasn't even, not once did they say, let's do a, you know, a continuation from Strange Highways. Strange Highways was kind of like, caca. We already did that. That didn't sell that much. So we got to, we got to, oh, we have a new label. We have a new label. And the new label wants us to dry shit up and try to make a Holy Diver record. Because, you know, Holy Diver made everybody a lot of money, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Not me, but, I mean, I wasn't there. I wasn't there. But I mean, I'm just saying, they said, okay, we need the same producer. Who's that? Ronnie Dio. We want to have the same producer as Holy Diver. We want the guitar sound sort of the same as, we want to dry it up. Right then, I probably should have just said, okay, well, I'll see you later. Why don't you just call Vivian or... Why don't you get one of those other guys? Because what you're going to want ain't me. I, I, I should have said that, but I still wanted the gig, you know? Right. Yeah, so I stuck around, and you got a watered-down version of the way I would make an album sound. Yeah. You know, because I, I had nothing to do with the sound of the record. or I mean, you know, I, yeah, I played on it, but, I mean, it was right in there. Things were said like, it's the 90s, guitar solos are out. Let's cut back the guitar solos. I'm like, really? Am I going to argue with the man? No. No, because I'm not that, you know, pushy or whatever. Maybe I should have. I didn't think that was going to get me anywhere. Yeah. So I just said, okay. I mean, that's, you got to cut back the guitar. You're supposed to put more guitar. So you're supposed to lead the way, not, oh, I know, I know the trend. The trend was like guitar solos are dying. So, but you're Ronnie James Dio. You know? right. Just yeah. like what I wanted he wanted to add another guitar player when 
he wanted to let me go. First, first, first he didn't want to let me go. He wanted to just add another guitar player. Like I told you guys this before, he wanted to add another guitar player and just have me play rhythm. I said, you're not ACDC, you're not Aerosmith. You're not two guitar players in deal. That's, that's not deal. Mm-hmm. One guitar player. You know, I had to tell him that. I told him that. Yeah. Uh, Tracy, I want to ask I want to ask you about one song on the record. Uh, Stay Out yeah. of My Mind was written solely by Jeff Pilson. How did that make you feel, seeing an album on, like that you weren't... You know, D- Ronnie had nearly always co-written everything, and you'd co-written back Weird. basically... Well, okay, first of all, okay, that's a great, great question. Because um, I pretty much said it all. But that was halfway through. Jeff didn't come in until halfway through the album, because he's like... If we don't get Jeff Pilsen in here, we're never going to finish this record. We got to get this one done. We got to get this record done. It was taking too long already, and it was taking too long because he wasn't okay in any of the riffs. And and it was taking too long because every song has too many riffs in it. It's too. That's what's wrong with it. It has too many pieces. That that album, the songs don't have a chance to rock. Right when they start to rock, they have another part. They have another part. They have another part. They have another part. You can't you can't you can't do that in rock. It's not, it's, we're not a progressive rock band, but it got so progressive that the regular person don't get it. So. Okay, so halfway in, Jeff Pilsen's fucking awesome. He's a talented fucking guy. He can sing, he can play, he can write. Comes in, he's already got a library of songs. It was Ronnie, he, he, knew, he knew that we were like, you know, having trouble finishing songs, you know, everybody that we had at the time. And Jeff just came in, so Jeff says, you know, how about this song? I wrote it, all the all parts. I wrote all the lyrics. I sang it, everything. And so Ronnie heard it. Ronnie liked it. Ronnie Ronnie asked everybody, "Hey, would everybody be cool if we just use one of a, uh, you know, Jeff songs, you know, on it?" And um, everyone's like, heard it. We said, "Oh, that's cool. Yeah." At that point, you know, yeah, yeah, that's cool. It don't matter. Well, whatever. Now, as long as Ronnie, as long as you like it, Ronnie. But the thing that I thought was was weird is in my whole life I've never seen any song on a deal record that Ronnie didn't write the vocals. Mm. I thought, uh oh, that's not a good sign to me. I mean, it's that right there says something's something's not right. And then Ronnie finished it when he told me, look, let's just use Jeff's song. We'll be one song closer to this fucking thing. We'll be one song closer to being done with this. That's what he said about it, and that's what he said to me. And I thought, oh no, that's how he, you know, that's how he felt at the time about what was going on. So, and that's to me not, um, that's not a good sign, you know. That that means you want this, you want this album to be over. Let's just hurry up and finish it, and let's just. It was a cool song. It's not our song. It's Jeff's song, and it's never been done like that. I mean, Ronnie's always wrote all the lyrics for Tony Iommi and all the lyrics for, you know, um, um, Richie Blackmore when he played with him. And especially now he's in his own band deal. He's, that's his baby. He's going to, he's going to own, he's going to own every song where he didn't own that song. You see, we played it and we recorded it pretty much as Jeff had already wrote it. And it's a cool song, but I mean, it, it doesn't have the fucking heart, man. The heart, the heart was leaving. You see, yeah, the, the other thing that confused me, Tracy, when I got the CD was I opened it up and there's you, Vinny, and Ronnie, and Jeff is on the album and he's not he's not in the picture, and I'm like, who's in the yeah. fucking band? Because he, in the beginning, 
I'll explain that. In the beginning, when we needed a bass player and Jimmy, Jimmy wasn't around, they went, Vinny and uh, Ronnie went to Jeff's house because they're friends of them. Jeff, he's in Dawkins, though, remember? He's in Dawkins mm-hmm. then. And he goes, uh, do you know any bass players? you know any bass players, man? you know any bass players? And he goes, yeah, what about me? He goes, well, you're in Dawkins. He goes, oh, I can find time to do this. Fuck it, let's go jam, you know? So here comes Jeff. And he found time to make an album. He found time to do a tour. He did. But by the time Strange Highways, I mean, uh, Edgar Rasheed came along, he found time, you know, to come in and help us write it, finish writing it and recording it. But then when it went to t- time after the album was done to go on the road, he's in Doc and he didn't have time. And I, they were talking about how Tom Dockin was giving him shit for doing that. See, it was one of those, one of those things. So... Don Dawkins, well, the only reason he's not in that picture because his band was giving him the vibes. You know, Don, Don was crying. He was going to take the picture with, that was, you know, it was a typical same old fucking shit, you know? <laughs> like, so we're like, there we are, but are just our three, you know, three of us, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just typical musician life bullshit, you know what I mean? It's like, what the fuck? And I, to this day, a lot, a lot of people do ask me that same question that you just said. They, uh, they said, yeah. they said, what happened with the three? And, you know, because people on the outside, they don't, they don't know. And what kind of, what kind of weird bullshit goes on behind the scenes? Well, hopefully I'm, I'm answering some of those questions to some people. You know, oh, yeah. Because it goes, it know. goes back around to lead singers, right? They're weird. So there you go. Well, well, you know, it's, I don't want to just pick on them really, but they, they tend to be a little bit out there, yeah, sometimes, you know. And, um, back to, for a second, but back to my lead singer at the moment, Mike Beatty.
again, I've known him. That helps. Plus, he's not just a lead singer. He, he's, he plays guitar and piano, and we talk music, and we talk chords, and I think that, I think that helps, you know what I mean? Like that, he's not just this guy that, I don't know what, I don't know what it is. I mean, Ronnie, Ronnie's a musician too, though. He knows notes, and he plays bass, and he plays trumpet too. So, and maybe that, but maybe that's a, that's obviously a plus for him to understand what's going on and people to understand him or whatever. But Ronnie was a whole other league above everybody. He's right. fucking Ronnie Dio. I mean, fuck. What can you do? You know, Plus, you and Mike have a history too. I mean, that's the yeah, yeah. We we he's kind of like a brother. Like so, like I know him. I mean, you know, again, we don't have to hang out every day or none of that. But but it's it's just we have this mutual respect. Even though we don't even come from the same planet, because I don't like all the. He's maybe you know six, seven years younger than me, so he grew up on a few different kind of bands than me, and you know he likes a lot of harmonies, and you can imagine he can he can sing harmony stuff and everything. And the Tracy G group, I don't hear a bunch of harmonies in my heavy shit. I, I don't hear that kind of stuff. Right. So he didn't. So he didn't, he didn't do it. He's cool, and he's never saying back to Mike Brady. He's never saying, like I said, heavy heavy stuff and, and, and seeing if his voice will even do that he didn't even he never know he liked he, he says he's loved heavy metal his own life but never had a chance to really do it he's always in his safe zone as kind of singer songwriter you know acoustic guitar guy playing singing real good pitch knows harmonies you know he's like a real singer he's I mean I'm making him like fucking it out and shit and we're having fun yeah. we're having fun because even though he's singing Leech and, and, and these heavy songs on our album you know uh, Liar and whatever these songs he's, even though he's kind of pushing he's still singing though he's still singing and he's he's got the pitch he's got the control and that's working really good for I think my my, my new stuff so that's what that's you know the tramp and one, one, one quick thing because you mentioned in the beginning of it um the album cover is kind of funny, you know. Why, I mean, you know, why the, the why the girls ask? Well, why not? But I mean, you know, what does that have? What does that have to do with anything, right? I mean, what does that have to do with any of the music or anything, right? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Where did that Where did that come from, right? I just like I like this story a little bit. We didn't know what to call. It. I didn't know what to call the album. We had all the songs. I didn't want to just call it like one of the song titles because it. it it didn't mean enough. It was just kind of like, you know, I go, what can I call this album? All those songs put together, what can I call it? You know, I, I didn't, we didn't come up with anything that I really liked. We came up with a couple of things. I was like, okay, whatever. And then uh, one night I just, I did like a 10 year old kid does. He's, he takes everybody's names and plays with their initials. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, T and, you know, and I spelled the word tramp with Tracy, Randy, Adrian, Mike, and, Patrick and it came up with this word tramp. Mm. I go, huh? That that doesn't mean doesn't mean that has nothing to do with the record, but it's it, it, it it's cool. You know, it means it's nothing, but it doesn't. You know what I mean? I thought I called Mike and I told him he goes tramp. I goes, oh, well, okay. And I told him it was our initials, and he goes, oh, that's okay. At least it means now it means something to me, right? It's like okay. And then, and then an hour later, he's the one that Mike goes, I got it, I got it, you know, goes, on the back of a girl, on the back of a girl's, you know, butt or whatever, the tramp stamp, you know, just put tramp back there and just have this hot, hot picture of a girl, you know? Yeah. And I go, fucking perfect. Because that's what I needed to, to finish it all, even though it kind of, 
it doesn't have anything to do with the actual songs. It, the tramp ties it all in because it's all of us. Everyone who played on the album, it's our initials. So that's that's what that is, you know. Yeah, nice. I know. I mean, it, it's <laughs> it's definitely great. I mean, the the and you know the whole thing too. The with it, you know, it's tramp stamp, but you didn't call it tramp stamping, just called it tramp. And, and then I like yeah. it because it's like, wow, the, this album's got a great, great ass, but inside it's got a huge set of balls. So it's kind of just, you know, <laughs> it's yeah, yeah. all around, man. It's it, 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 it's like, well, is this going to be kind of a, is this going to be a, an album for like girls or something? Or like, <laughs> is this going to be kind of wimpy or is this going to be, wouldn't it? Yeah, the music speaks for itself. I mean, it doesn't really. It it can have pretty much have anything on the cover, really. And yeah, the I, music, Tracy. You know. I'd love to go to a strip club and see a girl dance to Leech. So then, now I get people saying, "What's her phone number? Where is she? Who is she?" You yeah, know, that, that was I, me in my review. I said, "Who's the phone? Where is she? Where's the phone?" <laughs> <laughs> now we. We 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 paid a we paid a little bit of money off the internet and just bought a picture that we saw. All so right. you know, it's just yeah. one of those. You never matter. We were thinking, do we have to get a model? Do we have to get someone we know? We we were kicking about a bunch of ideas, and then my website guy put that together. And uh, he goes, "No, nah, this is the easiest way to do it." And we just found had to find a cool looking back, you know, and yeah. it just so happened that's the one we picked it. Yeah. And it's. It, it it is attractive. I mean, I, I got it in a I got it in a music store over here called Amoeba Music Store over here in Hollywood. And you know, you walk by and you don't know, and you see it. I mean, I, I would I would check it out because I'm a guy. I mean, you know, yeah. hey, look, this looks pretty hot. Yeah. You, know, you yeah. never you never would think the music would be that heavy inside of it. Though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tracy, yeah. I just got I got one final question for you, and it's something yeah. you talked a little bit about er- earlier on. Do you, the end with you with Dio, where you said that they were wanted you to be a rhythm guitar player and they were bringing back Craig. Do you think that they made that offer to you, knowing that you'd walk, and then they could say, "Well, it wasn't our fault. We actually made him the offer, and he said no." Or do you think it was um, genuine? I think it was. I think it was for real. Only I say that because I talked to Ron again. Wendy calls me one day and she says. It, it, this is exactly how it went. She called me one day and she said, uh, would you, uh, we're going to Europe playing with the Scorpions in the summertime. And I'm like, cool. She goes, would you mind just playing rhythm guitar and us getting another, she didn't mention anybody's name. We'll get another guy to play lead, lead guitar. And you'll just play rhythm. What would you think about that? That's what she said to me. And within a second, I said, no, nah, that sucks. And she goes, well, wait a minute, maybe you should think about it. I go, there's nothing to think about. Like, I'm not going to do that. Think about what? Like, no, no, that's cool. And she tried, she went on and explained their new record company, you know, wants them to go back to their old style. And Ronnie loves you so much. He doesn't want to let you go. He wants you. He wants you in the band still, you know? And I said, that's, that's nice and stuff, but that's kind of taken away my voice. That's taken away what I think I do, you know, just play guitar slash love them or hate them, you know, I'm real close to the way I solo because that's my, that's my time when I speak for right. me. And um, she goes, well, okay, I'll get back to you. And she hung up. I've never, I've never talked to her since. That was it. Ronnie did all the other call. Yeah. Ronnie called and Ronnie called and went over with me and, and uh, he said, he, he did sound pretty sincere. He goes, um, so you don't think this would work? And this and, I, and that's when I told him, you know, we're not, we're not Aerosmith and ACDC. I said, actually, with another guitar player, 
as a rhythm player, it would probably work. But me, I'm hanging on to my solo thing because that that's 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 all I got, man. Mm, right. Yeah. I told him I go. You know, I'm sorry, but you think I want to say? You think I want to walk out of Dio's band? I mean, you think I'm nuts? Like, but it was either it was either hang on to who I think I am. Or put on a fucking dress and stand up there and just be like, "Hey, everybody, <laughs> I, I, I'm still in deal, but I'm just bringing them water now." You know, like fuck, yeah. like really, like give me. And then I got, I went further and I said, "Well, Ronnie, I got an idea. Let's get like another singer too." I said this to him. <laughs> I can't, I can't even believe I said this to him. But I said, "How about if we get another singer and there'd be like, you know, you got to trade off parts and shit." <laughs> I mean. And he stopped me right there. He goes, okay, okay, okay. I get it. I get it. I go, you, you know, I don't mean, I don't really mean that. I'm just trying to put it so you could see what I'm feeling. Like what, you know, I'm not, I'm not Ronnie James. Dio. I'm just Tracy, but I, I hold myself, you know, I don't think I'm better than anybody, but I got to hold, you got to hold on to who the fuck you think you are, right. whatever it may be, whatever it may be in life. Right? right. So, so that's, that's what, that's, I just stood for, I just stood there and yeah, I got booted out for it but I feel good today that I did what, you know, you know, I wasn't some suck ass. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, I answered your question. I think it was sincere because then he, he said, okay, you know, I'll talk to you later or whatever. Then he called me back. He said, okay, I just talked to Wendy. We're going to just leave it the way it is. Everything's cool. You know, forget, he said, forget we ever had that conversation. He said, I go, you want me to just forget we had that? I go, I knew something was up right then. I go, okay, Ronnie. I didn't push it. I said, okay. And then I knew I go in about a week, as soon as they get whoever they're going to get, they're going to hook them up. Now they're going to right then is when they called Craig and they, and they made sure Craig could do it. Once they made sure they had a fill in for me or, you know, a fill, once they made sure they had, I think a guitar player a week later, he called me and said, all right, dude, I go, don't tell me you got to let me go. Right. Cause I already knew. And he goes, yeah, yeah, I just, you know, powers to be are just too strong. And, you know, they want, you know, they want these guys I played with in the, you know, in the 80s for um, selling purposes and Jimmy Bain and all that, you know. And um, I just wished him luck and said, cool, dude. He goes, he told me, he goes, I wish you were a fucking asshole. It'd be a lot easier to get rid of you. He goes, but I love. He goes, I wish you were a fucking asshole. This would be easy, but this isn't easy, dude, because I totally did you. And I go, I, I know you do, but I know you're, you're happy to do what you have to do because yeah. he's got, you know, I, I, it was a business move and they were telling him. And, uh, I think it was sincere, dude. I think it was sincere. I don't think, I don't think they were just, but then, you know, who knows, right? Mm. Who really knows in life? You know, that's just the vibe I picked up and, Ronnie, you know, was a pretty intense guy, but I spent a little bit of time by myself with him and talking and at his house and stuff like that. And I think he was pretty honest about that. And I think if nothing else, he might not have liked everything about my playing or maybe not been liked everything about me. I don't know, but I know he respected that move I did. I know he respected it. If nothing else, you know, if that makes any sense. It doesn't really help your bank account or help you, you know, help you in the job, but respect is it's it's what it is right right, right. It's, it's, it's yeah i think that's what it was yeah i, I don't know yeah well it's cool that you know all these years later 
you, you're still, you know, doing it exactly the way that, that you want to do it. And, uh, of course, you know, part of the reason we're talking to you, the big main reason is so that we can get the word out about the new album. So where's the best place that people can uh, can get this sucker? Well, worldwide right now, the only, the only best place to get it is right off my website, which is just Tracy tracyg.com that, that's out of my store is where I saw it I'm trying to get it in other places around but that's the main place everyone can kind of get it for right now yeah awesome you know I'm, I'm just like um, self-produced killer guys in the band I'm, I'm really happy right now it's just slow getting gigs but I'm one of those guys that think things happen for a reason man so I'm not you know I can hold my head up high whether two whether I sell two copies or two million I mean Sure, I'd like to sell, you know, two million copies like anybody else, but I mean, that shit has nothing but heart in it and soul in it, and that's why it means a lot to me when guys like you won't even talk about it. Like, it's it's a big deal, so I appreciate it. Thanks a lot again. No problem. You know. We're always behind what you do, Tracy. Uh, you've always been good to us, and, uh, you know, you make great music, and it's easy for us to try to do good by you as well. Well, thanks a lot, man. And send me that link. I, I can't wait for people to hear this. I think this was a... We, we can't wait well, for people to know. hear it, too, man. <laughs> yeah, no. We always, we always have a blast talking to you, and uh, you know we appreciate everything you bring to bring to music, bring to the show, and I uh, hope you keep doing it for a long time. Thanks, man. Okay, any, anything you guys need, let me know. Sure, always, Tracy. Always. All right. Have a good rest of the good night. All right. There you go. That is a wrap for our discussion with Tracy G this week. Told you it was going to be a long one. And I want to throw out one other cool thing about Tracy, too. You know, at the very end of the interview, he talked about, hey, if you guys need anything, let me know. And the guy is true to his word, really. Anytime we work with him, if we've gone back to him, you know, like when Richie wanted to do a follow-up and stuff, boom, the guy was right there. He sent us, like, packages with everything in it. Nothing like getting a big, giant envelope full of Tracy G music. The guy is true to his word when he says that. So, again, if you want to pick up the brand-new one, Tramp by the Tracy G Group, go up to tracyg.com. You can also get a Rectopile up there. You can get up uh, this device up there. All that stuff. Pain Savior is up there as well. ton of Tracy G music's available right there. Tracyg.com. So please, if you like what Tracy does, support a guy who's just trying to keep music going for all of us. And of course, while you're trolling around online, make sure you head over to BlastSyndicate.com. Just reminding you again, go up there. Lots of other great shows, a lot of fellow uh, podcasters and uh, show guys up there. Glad that I can call all of them friends as well, but cool stuff, cool topics every week. Don't want to miss any of that stuff. And if you want to even expand your horizons more than that, head up to earpeeler.com. And that one there is a much bigger aggregation of all kinds of audio and video shows up there. Another great site if you want to expand your horizons with even more great shows. And of course, I know you do it anyways, but always follow us. Keep up with us at focusonmetal.net, focusonmetal.blogspot.com, on Facebook, on Twitter. So we got more great stuff on the way for you next week. But right now, I'm going to wrap this one up. I'm going to go pop a DVD in the DVD player. Of course, what am I watching right after this? Temple of Rock. Michael Shanker on a mission live in Madrid. This one arrived in the mailbox just a few weeks ago. I haven't been able to watch it, but you know what? Right when I'm done with this show, that's what I'm going to do. So until then, for Richie, myself, and everyone else here at Focus on Metal, have yourselves a great metal week. And we talk again, remember... Focus on Metal! is insignificant.
over. Go home.